It's not that kind of town. This is denial, Ohio. Opioids? It doesn't happen here. No. No, it's not in denial. No. No doubt you have heard or seen the public service announcements uh, encouraging us to uh, not live in the fictional town of Denial, Ohio, when it comes to the opioid crisis. Uh, the uh, the p- spots are the brainchild of the Ohio Opioid Alliance, and we're going to talk to a couple of folks who are behind that and uh, in charge of, of running its day-to-day operations. First of all, I want to say hi to Chad Jester. Chad is the CEO of the Nationwide Foundation, also the leader of the Alliance. Chad, it's great to have you on our show this morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, Kristen Rost is the Alliance's project director. Kristen, it's good to have you with us as well. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, let's start with how the Alliance began. What was the uh, genesis of the o- uh, Opioid Alliance? Well, it really started with, uh, at Nationwide, us working to support our employees and their families for years. And at the same time, the crisis in Ohio continued to escalate, uh, not just with overdose deaths, but the number of people becoming addicted. And we felt it was time to be engaged in the community, utilizing the internal expertise we had developed. And uh, we asked a number of partners to join us on that journey. Uh, Kristen, who are some of the people, uh, organizations that are involved, uh, the, the places that you had to go uh, in order to feel like you put together the right kind of coalition? We have a vast uh, coalition. We have right now over 90 members, um, part of the alliance, and it's a public-private partnership. So we have government entities. um, We have private corporations. We also have associations and nonprofits. The... uh Spots, uh, the Denial Ohio campaign aims itself at, for the most part, parents who are in denial about the threat that opioids pose toward their children. Uh, Literally, they say it can't happen here. Um, But uh, the Alliance is encouraging parents to talk to their kids. First of all, let me ask about the uh, impact that the opioid crisis has on young people. Um, are, are, are young people becoming addicted to opioids at a frightening rate? Uh, they are, and this has been going on in the state of Ohio for a number of years, and believe it or not, it has impacted uh, children at birth all the way through teenagers. So uh, most teens who get access to opioid medication are not the person they were prescribed for. So they're getting it from friends and family, um, which is why one of our messages is about raising awareness on the abuse and misuse of prescription medication. So our young people are at risk uh, with opioids and have been for a while. So we really want people to be focused on their opioid prescriptions, make sure they are secured safely and properly disposed of when they're done with the prescription. Uh, do parents have an impact? I think a lot of parents, uh, they're reluctant to bring up this topic to begin with, but they also feel like by the time their kids reach adolescence, they're not really listening to them. We've talked to folks on this program who say that's not true. Um, Kristen or Chad, have you found out that, uh, that in fact that isn't true, that kids do listen to their parents and parents can have an impact? Well, I'll I'll take a shot at that, and then Kristen can uh, contribute if you would. Yeah, you know, talking to kids is something that is so impactful. Uh, So there's a lot of research on it, but it's not just talking to a teenager. It's also talking to even an elementary-age child about the dangers of 
substance misuse and abuse, but it's a different conversation between the 8-year-old and the 18-year-old, which is one of the reasons we've relied upon national partners like the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, uh, which is now called the Center on Addiction. And they're one of our partners because they've done the research on how to talk to children. So this can be a parent talking to a child, a grandparent, a caregiver, but it is an ongoing reinforced conversation. But by having that dialogue with a child, it can reduce their risk of substance abuse by up to 50%. Kristen, is it ever too soon to begin talking to your children about drugs? No, it really isn't. I mean, even um, the research shows that you should start having these conversations around the age of four or five. And and like Chad said, the conversation looks much different with a four-year-old or a five-year-old than it does with a 16-year-old. But you can start by talking, you know, when you're giving vitamins in the morning, that um, talking about who you should take medication from, you know, mom or dad, a doctor, that you take the prescribed amount. I, I always think vitamins are a good one to talk about because they taste good and kids want to have the whole bottle. And so starting early saying you only have one a day, um, like it's, you know, like it's prescribed is an important message to, to ingrain in kids so that when they're 16 um, or older, that they know that they can't take somebody else's medication and the ramifications that that would have. At this point, uh, we saw a story on the news, uh, I think late last year, that the, the Denial Ohio message has reached a great number of people uh, in the state. Um, however, a, a great number of people still live in denial. They, Although they've seen the spots, they still think that uh, opioid uh, addiction, opioid, the opioid crisis cannot touch their community. What's the next phase, if, if that's the right word, or what's the next uh, initiative on the agenda for the Opioid Alliance to try and maybe step up or accelerate your message so that those folks who are hearing it are also believing it? That's a great question. So we learned from the research we did a few months ago that in central Ohio, the 20 counties of central Ohio, uh, 50% of households have seen the Denial Ohio campaign. And of that 50%, uh, 57% are talking to kids, which is a, an amazing number. Um, as well, 53% of people are, are more cautious with their prescription meds. Uh, but as you called out, there are a lot of people uh, from the survey who think the problem is somebody else's problem. It's, it couldn't happen to their family, their household. And that really lives into being in the state of denial. So our goal for 2020 is to continue to reinforce the message, continue to bring in more partners. So hear the message at, at your workplace, hear it uh, at community meetings, hear it uh, through the media, um, and really just keep at it. Um, so we not just reach more households, but continue to reinforce the key messages of taking action. And if anybody thinks that the problem is getting better, uh, the Franklin County Coroner's Office reminded us that it's uh, it's not. And in some cases, it's it, we may even be losing ground, at least temporarily. Uh, the uh, the office released the figures that uh, 421 people died of overdoses through the first three of uh, first nine months of 2019, and that's 15 percent more from the same period in 2018. Uh, in 2018, the deaths remained fairly flat from the year before, 
But between 2016 and 2017, there was a dramatic increase. So the problem persists in central Ohio, even while the State Department is reporting a drop in fatal overdoses. So the problem is uh, still out there. So as the spot reminds us, don't live in denial, Ohio. Kristen, um, let me ask you a little bit about some of the tools that the uh, Alliance has for parents uh, and uh, members of the community uh, on the website there, don'tliveindenial.org, that can help begin or uh, facilitate the conversation that adults and parents should be having with the children in their communities. If you uh, go to the website, don'tliveindenial.org, you will find some great resources. Um, Chad mentioned we've partnered with national partners um, drug-free partnership with drug-free kids which is now um, the center on addiction and they have nicely laid out how to have those conversations at different ages so if you have an eight-year-old you can type that in and they'll give you suggestions on really what you should be talking about we also have another great resource Um, one of our member partners Cardinal Health and OSU have formed um, and um, Generation RX a partnership that really talk, that has resources that target kids. Um, and they give you step-by-step instructions on how to talk with kids. They have games that you can play with kids to make the conversation more fun. But um, so those, web, those resources are on our website. And like Chad said, it's the consistency. You can't have the conversation once a year. You have to continually um, have that conversation. What about the conversation among the adults in the community, uh, Chad? Is that um, another um, maybe a blank space in our thinking uh, that the adults um, that are serving on PTAs or uh, city councils, village councils, county uh, boards, those things, those folks aren't talking honestly about this problem in their communities? There's opportunity everywhere to increase the conversations. You know, recently, I had the, the pleasure and privilege of attending one of our faith partners' uh, uh, congregations on Sunday. So uh, followed uh, the, uh, the pastor, Dr. Uh, Dexter Wise, uh, with his message, which was so powerful around uh, the risk of addiction. And uh, he allowed me, on behalf of the Alliance, to share what we're up to took some great questions from the congregation. So to Kristen's point, uh, uh, the tools are available, and people want to have the right conversations uh, with children. But at the same time, adults need to be talking to each other about the risk, again, not thinking it's somebody else's uh, problem. Uh, You made the comment earlier about the number of overdoses that have been taking place in Franklin County and throughout Ohio. And we see that stat really as uh, the end of a very tragic journey for many of our fellow uh, citizens. But for every death, there's an estimated 130 people in our community uh, fighting addiction each and every day. And so with the Denial Ohio campaign, the goal really is to prevent our young people uh, from getting to that point. So it's an all-in for all of us if we're really going to make a difference. Uh, Winston Churchill once said uh, about a a turning point in history, it's not the beginning of the end, but it is the end of the beginning. Uh, As you look back on how this crisis developed, where we are now, um, do either of you feel as though we've reached a turning point that uh, hopefully uh, that the corner has been turned a little bit and that the future is a bit more encouraging for those of you who are trying to fight this crisis? 
I feel extremely encouraged in that we've made tremendous progress to raise awareness. Um, opioids are obviously a big, big challenge for the state of Ohio and, and for the Columbus and Franklin County community, but it's one of many substances that can be a challenge. So opioids are legal. There are a number of illicit drugs in the marketplace um, and things that are emerging all the time that could be a risk to our children and to adults as well. So the more aware we are, the better off we're going to be. Um, the more we can destigmatize addiction, um, it is an illness, um, and not be judgmental of folks who um, are fighting addiction, but be supportive. I think the better off we'll be as a society as well. Kristen, and again, how important is it for parents to know the safe and proper way to dispose of uh, unused opioids uh, after surgeries, after accidents, those kinds of things? Uh, and what resources do they have to help find those methods? It's extremely important. 80% of people who currently use heroin um, didn't start out using heroin or even an illicit substance. They started using prescription opioids. And so that, I think that... Um, that statistic makes it extremely important to properly dispose of your medication when you're finished using it, as well as um, to keep it properly stored, you know, if you need the medication. And we have, there are a couple of great tools. One great tool, if you're finished with your medication, is a drug disposal bag. And you can find, if you go to our website, don'tliveindenial.org, we will, um, you can request a drug disposal bag and we'll get you one. You can also contact, um, in, if you're in Franklin County, the local Adam H. Board, um, who also can help connect you with the drug disposal bags. But that's a great way to safely dispose of your uh, drugs when you're finished using them. Um, they're safe for the environment as well. And then if you, you know, if you need to use the opioid prescription, um, just keep it locked up and secure so that people who shouldn't have the medication, any visitors into your house or, or young children who might get their hands on it, aren't able to accidentally get the medication or purposely get the medication. Kristen Ross is Project Director for the Ohio Opioid Alliance. Uh, they're the folks who bring you the Don't Live in Denial Ohio spots that you've probably seen and heard. Chad uh, Jester, CEO of the Nationwide Foundation, is leader of the alliance. And if you need to find out more about how you can combat the opioid crisis in your community or in your home, their website is don'tliveindenial.org. Chad and Kristen, it's great to have you on the show this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.